Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, guess what? Number one, I am happy that you're here. I'm very grateful for all of my listeners, and I'm grateful for the feedback that all of you give me, the questions that you ask, the call-in questions that you have. It is a wonderful thing. But today, we're going to be talking about something in particular, something a little bit different, something that I haven't talked about in any of the programs, I don't think. We're going to be discussing, that's right, we're going to be discussing gold diggers. (laughs) Probably not what you think. I'm not talking about your ex-spouse or your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. What we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be discussing precious metals investing. So you know what? You've heard it. You've seen them. You've probably even read them. All of the ads everywhere that are cropping up, that are popping up here and there, And you know what? They want you to buy what they have to sell. So have you ever thought about it? Have you actually done it? Have you done any research? Have you talked to your friends about investing in gold or silver or any of the precious metals? Well, today I want to give you just a little bit of context. But more importantly, I want to be able to call out some of the things that I see as a fiduciary happening within my own industry as it pertains to Precious Metals Investing. And hopefully I can give you some things that you did not really think of. And that's, after all, the purpose of today's show. Now, before we get into our show, I want to remind you that this show is powered by the Retirement Income Store. And if you're within, say, even five years of retirement, I know how important it is to have a good, solid foundation and a plan to be able to retire, to be able to understand and navigate taking what you've worked so hard to save and turn it into income, income that could last the rest of your life. And the Retirement Income Store is here to help educate you and give you the tools necessary to do that as safely as possible. So look them up, theretirementincomestore.com. It's a long title, but so totally worth your time. So I had a little fun with this. I 
certainly as a fiduciary, I want to be able to be as unbiased as is possible. I want to be able to be as fair as possible. And I want to have you hear me today right now that I'm not objected to precious metals investing. So hopefully you don't get that impression just based upon what we're discussing today. But it was interesting. It was very intriguing to me that I went ahead to Google and I put in where can I buy gold? And within 0.81 seconds, less than one second, eight tenths of a second, I received 3.8 billion answers in Google as to where I could buy gold. In fact, I'm pretty sure that from now on, I'm going to be seeing gold ads popping up in my Facebook feed and probably in my email. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely sure of it. And I'm really sure that if you've ever decided to look into buying gold or buying silver or really any precious metal, you've probably experienced the same thing where it's just like opening up a floodgate and all of a sudden you've got all of these ads that are coming in. I even have a number of clients that have been discussing with me how they've been getting door-to-door solicitations to buy gold and silver. And you know what? No one could really blame you. After all, it seems as though we're all pretty much conditioned to believe that gold is a good inflation hedge. And so today we're going to be discussing gold and silver. We're going to be discussing in particular what's going on. And you know what? We look at the market, especially this month, and we have seen how September was the worst month for the stock market since March of 2020. You know, March of 2020 just seemed in our mind to be one of the worst and most quick capitulations that I think we've ever seen, a real decline in the stock market. And it causes one to have a heightened sense of insecurity when you see that kind of wave of sell-off. If you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. You know, when we think about what we're facing as Americans today, we continue to watch the news. We listen to the Federal Reserve as they come out after their meetings. It is scary. I have to admit, it is very scary to the average person. Jay Powell just came out and made comments that he thinks that the labor market needs to be softer. What does that mean? What does that even translate into? Well, let me kind of give you a little bit of a for instance. Basically, what he says is that they're going to need to see unemployment in this country at a level of around 4.4%. And to help you wrap your mind around what that really represents, that is basically essentially another 1.3 million jobs that have to disappear. They have to go away in order that we can have the type of deflation that they're looking to really experience. And if any of you have been watching my TD Ameritrade TV interviews or really any of the other interviews that I've given over the last several months, you understand that my firm belief is that this government, this administration is going about fixing inflation the wrong way. 
they're treating the symptom instead of the cause. The problem that we have in this country is not that we're a bunch of filthy spenders. In fact, I would contend that the demand for things, the demand for goods and services really are not out of line compared to what they have been in the past. The problem is, is that when we shut down the economy back in 2020, we disrupted the supply chain so drastically that it really disrupted it. And it disrupted it in such a way that it's not going to get back on track for quite some time. And so as a result, you've got the demand way up here and you've got the supply chain way down here. And the administration says, listen, this isn't our problem. We're going to let the feds fix this. But the issue with that is that the Federal Reserve doesn't have the tools to be able to fix the supply chain. And so the only thing that they can really do is they can squash demand. They can squash demand by taking and withdrawing money out of the economy. They can squash demand by making it more painful to borrow money. This is the reason why we see a slowing housing market, why we see fewer people borrowing money to build a home or to get a new mortgage. And when you take and you begin to withdraw money out of the economy where there's fewer dollars in abundance and you make it more painful to spend, of course, people are going to spend less money. But to add insult upon injury, here's the thing. As you do that, you increase the propensity for businesses to lay people off. And they're basically saying, well, you can't do one without the other. So if we really want this inflation to come down, because, you know, in the long term, inflation is going to be worse than if there's some short term pain. Maybe that's true. I really don't think that that is the case. But nevertheless, this is what they're doing. They're basically saying, listen, we're going to continue to increase these interest rates to continue to contract the economy until we get to a point where we do have a recession. And so what is happening as a result of all this news? I mean, we can see the handwriting on the wall. We're not fools. We're human beings that have been through this before. We know what is coming. This is not a big surprise. Well, while all of this is going on and people are kind of sitting there chewing on their fingernails, the gold industry, the gold salesmen, the gold brokers, those that have anything even remotely related to gold and silver and precious metals in general, are beginning to perpetrate upon the fear and the anxiety that Americans are feeling today. Today, more and more people are getting advertisements. They're getting flyers. Shucks, they're even getting door-to-door solicitations to buy gold and silver. And what is the contention behind all of this? Well, the contention first and foremost is that You know, gold is not an unlimited commodity. It is limited. And that is an absolute truth. There is only so much gold that we have actually taken out of the earth. There's only so much gold to go around. Number two, they say, well, you know, gold is something that's physical. Well, that is very, very true if you choose to own it in that respect. It is a physical commodity that you can Hold with your hands, you can touch it, shucks, you can even bite it with your tooth like in the old westerns and see if it's, you know, really as pure as they say it is. But the reality is, is that we have to consider 
the different various times in which we have seen this. I remember way back in 1999, before Y2K became a thing. And in 1999, we were all under the impression that the world might possibly end, right? We were going to be switching from 1999 to 2000. The computers weren't going to be able to handle it. There was going to be, you know, absolutely end of world scenarios. And I remember even my own parents becoming very anxious and very uncertain as to what was going to be happening. And I remember you couldn't even drive three city blocks having the radio on without listening and hearing a gold ad. And you know what? It kind of reminds me of that same time. Now, we've had this moment of opportunity, but it reminds me of, you know, the honeymooners where you've got Jackie Gleason and Jackie Gleason makes this comment. Every dog will have his day, right? Well, guess what? Right now, gold, silver, precious metals, brokers, salesmen, businesses that are trying to sell these things to you and to me. Well, I guess they're having their day, but it is the spirit in which they are doing it that I contend is very unfair to you and I, because we have to understand that when we invest our money into something such as gold and silver, it actually increases our risk. Why is that? Because that gold, that silver is a commodity. And anytime we invest in commodities, it is going to be increasing the amount of risk that we're taking on in retirement. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. After the break, and I know that you're going to want to stay tuned for this, We're going to be discussing some of the, I would say, misrepresentations that we hear about gold and silver and about precious metals investing. We're going to be talking about paperless gold IRAs. Are they good? Are they bad? Is there positives to owning precious metals? How is the best way to own precious metals? Sit tight. You're not going to want to miss this. We will be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute, you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it. And then all of a sudden, your investment portfolio is in a free fall. Up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back. 
to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. That's right. Today, we are talking about the gold diggers. And yes, we're not talking about your ex-spouse or your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. We're talking about those today that are trying to sell you gold and silver and all manner of precious metals and in many respects are trying to perpetrate and use the fear and all the uncertainty that is going on in today's world to their advantage to be able to try to sell you something. So is it wrong to own precious metals? It is absolutely not wrong. In fact, when clients ask me if they should have a little bit in gold and silver, I encourage it. I say, of course you can. It is a good diversification. It is something that will allow you the ability of having some diversification. One of the things that I've always brought up in my program as a fiduciary that I see a lot is people that have too many of their eggs in one basket, people having too many of their dollars focused in one particular area. It could be real estate. It could be cryptocurrency. It could be stock. It could be any number of various different things. It is all about moderation, but let's talk about whether or not gold is a good inflation hedge. And I'm going to prove this to you by just asking you a question. And if you have any friends or, you know, even if you have a salesman that is trying to sell you gold and silver right now, I want you to ask this question since the beginning of the year. Okay. We're basically nine months into the year. We finished out the third quarter and I want you to tell me what is the rate of inflation that we have seen from last year. Take just a minute and tell me what that rate of inflation is. If you said eight plus percent, you would be absolutely correct. We have seen that as of the end of August, and we have yet to figure out what September shows us, but inflation was up by about eight and a quarter percent, 8.26 percent to be absolutely exacting. Now, if we look at what gold has done, gold has actually fallen during that same exact time frame. We have seen the gold is down over one year by 6.5%. So that means that if my math is correct, if inflation is now costing us 8% more and I'm down by six, that means that that's a differential of 12. I'm sorry, that doesn't sound like a very good inflation hedge to me. And if you want to look at gold and what it's done since the peak of 2022, so just six months ago, gold is down by 19.4% since March. So let me ask you, if you got on the bandwagon and you bought a whole bunch of gold because you thought you had been sold this idea that gold and silver was a good inflation hedge and that it was going to help you during high inflationary times, has it really delivered on that promise? You see, we have to be able to give merit where merit is due and precious metals is definitely a diversification. But see, the problem is, is that, as I said earlier, it can increase our risk because it is a commodity. That means it's going to move like a commodity. That means it's going to be emotionally based or it's going to be based on supply and demand. And so as a result, 
when you go to buy gold, is it a good idea to buy, say, a gold IRA? Well, the reality is, is that oftentimes what I see people doing with gold IRAs is supposedly they are pledging their dollars to a company which promises that they have gold in retention. They have gold in supply that will now become theirs as a result of pledging that money to them. And then that IRA is going to either expand and grow, it will appreciate, or it will contract and shrink based upon the price. And so my question to you is, how is that different from owning mutual funds? Because isn't the same thing true that you have a mutual fund, you have a share on a mutual fund, and that share is going to move up and down in price? And God forbid, but let's say that you need income. Let's say that you have to take a required minimum distribution and now you're having to sell shares. How does that vary? How does that different from a gold IRA when you have to do the exact same thing? And what if, what if you had decided in March of this year to go ahead and put your money into a gold IRA? And now here you are basically six months later, you know, you're coming to the end of the year and maybe you need to take that required minimum distribution. But now your gold is down nearly 20%. How are you going to feel about that? Are you going to feel as though you got a good deal? Or are you going to feel as though maybe, just maybe, you got hoodwinked? And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss. So you see, if we're going to buy gold, if we're going to buy silver, I believe you own it physically. I believe you own it outside of a IRA. This way, it's something that's tangible, something that's physical, something that you can store, something that you can have your hands on. Now, another challenge that we have with precious metals today is that it's not very practical. And when you think about it, I want you to just do this. I want you to go onto Google and say, you know, buying or selling gold and silver locally. You're going to notice that there is not a tremendous amount of businesses that are near you that are going to be able to transact in gold. And so from a practicality standpoint, what happens if there was a dire situation and you have gold and silver and you've got to buy groceries, how is that going to work for you? You see, I've asked this question, <laughs> I don't know how many times in my career over my two decades of being an advisor, and I have yet to have a person give me a practical answer. It's just not very practical. So when we own precious metals, I believe that we own them in the form of coinage. Because you see, not only do you have the melting value of that coin, if it is indeed a pure gold coin or a pure silver coin, but you also have the antiquity value. This is something that you can hold and you can own. And over the course of time, potentially it will become more of an antique. Potentially it will grow in value because there's fewer of them in circulation. Over the course of time, it's something that will grow more valuable that you can then pass on to your spouse or onto your heirs, even your grandchildren, we have to understand that there is nothing really intrinsically wrong with owning gold or silver 
but we have to give it some thought. We have to be very judicious. And how does gold and silver stack up to, say, the stock market? Now, you know me if you've been listening to this program. You know that I'm not a tremendous fan of having too much of your money in the stock market, especially in mutual funds. But when we think about just the sheer number and the volume. So if we go back five years ago, from five years ago to today, gold has grown by 28%. And that's a pretty respectable growth rate, right? That's not bad. That's about 5% a year. But when we look at the stock market, the S&P 500 is up over 42% from five years ago. And you're thinking, oh yeah, but Matthew, we lost. Remember, we've, we've lost since the beginning of the year. The stock market's down by roughly about 24%. Okay, but that 42.25% gain from five years ago includes this year's loss. So you see, we really want to make certain that when we're investing our money, we are diversified. And you see, one of the other issues that I think comes to light when you really begin to drill down on the practicality of precious metals investing is the fact that it never makes income. Now, you know that this is the show called The Capitalized Life, and you know that my intention every single episode is to bring your mind to really harness this idea that when you retire, you're going to need one thing more than anything else. You're going to need income. Income is what allows us the ability of being able to retire and to stay retired. It gives us the ability of being able to retire and do the things that we want to do. It gives us the freedom to go where we want to go. And you see, when we own a commodity, and that could be any commodity, when we own any piece of real estate, when we own any stock-based investment, I'm a believer that it needs to be producing income. Income through interest, income through dividends. Shucks, up until just recently, you could buy cryptocurrency that would be able to provide you some degree of income. And so you see, when I have worked so hard for all of this money, when I've got my 200000 my 300000 I've worked hard for, my million, whatever it is, all of those dollars should be harnessed and purposefully invested to produce income through interest and dividends. So let me ask you a question. What if, what if you bought that gold five years ago and you're up today by 28%? How would you be able to realize that 28%? Well, you would have to sell it, right? That would be a realized gain. Now, what if five years ago instead, you had bought stocks that paid dividends? You had bought say, individual bonds. You had bought preferreds. You had bought business development companies. You had bought, I don't know, exchange-traded debt notes. Any of those instruments that pay dividends. And let's say, on average, you made 5% a year. What does that mean? It means that every single year you had income. You had income that flowed to you, income that you could spend. And you see, five years later, here today, you wouldn't have to be selling anything to realize a gain. You would have the income. And so we need to think about the potentiality of our money, what our money can do for us, and more importantly, 
what is the objective? What do I need my money to do the most? And I would contend you need your money to do two things. You need your money, number one, to be made as safe as possible. And number two, your money needs to be creating income. Income that you can spend for retirement. Income that you can enjoy. Income that you can leave behind to your spouse and to your heirs. Well, that's a wrap for today. I hope today has been helpful for you in understanding and maybe just kind of opening and broadening your mind to, is it really the best choice for me to invest in gold and silver? Or potentially, am I being hoodwinked by all the fear mongers that are in the world today? So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, And you have questions about today's discussion. You have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed. I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value. And we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step, reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.